0: Hello and welcome to the Creative Conversations podcast. I'm Anthony Myers, editor of Confectionery News. This week, I talked to James Cadbury, founder of Love Cocoa, and great-great-great grandson of John Cadbury, about the family legacy, creating a startup, and why he got into the chocolate industry. Take a listen. Okay, James. I'd like to start with um, with the question. Um, tell us about your job, your company, and your role, um, if you can,
1: please. Sure. So I am the founder and uh, CEO of Love Coco. Uh, I guess my my role is to uh, you know come up with the strategy uh, of the business and you know make make sure everything's running uh, every day as well. So it's quite varied. I mean, every day can be. Quite different. So some days it might be you know, New product design, uh, some days you know I might be doing the finances or looking at the Eagles and stuff like that. So uh, being you know, um, you know head of a small company and a startup, there you know you're just involved in all sorts of uh, bits and bobs.
0: Okay, great. Um, this is an easy one for you. What do you to working in the confectionery industry?
1: Thinking, sorry, the question? So, what so do I?
0: What what drew you to working in the confectionery industry? So Why did you get involved in yeah. the chocolate business?
1: Sure. Yeah. So uh, what drew me to get involved in the confectionery business was uh, a number of things, really. I think uh, my sort of passion, you know, comes from when I was uh, a bit younger, when um, I used to go to the Cadbury's factory all the time. So uh, a bit about me as well. My great 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 grandfather, he set up Cadbury's chocolate. Uh, back then, uh, Cadbury's used to be a small little uh, grocery shop and they started to do uh, uh, teas and coffees um, and then eventually heard about this uh, hot chocolate, which uh, people in uh, Madrid started to, to drink and it was basically uh, a cocoa crushed um, and they sort of mixed different sorts of spices and added water to create this sort of this hot chocolatey drink. I guess quite different from a hot chocolate we know today. Uh, but anyway, that was super popular, and uh, they wanted to create something which they could actually sell physically and which is a bit more scalable than you know a, a drink in a, in a in a coffee shop or a you know, grocery shop. Um, so Cabri really basically hired all the best um, you know, like chemists and pharmacists to try and work out how to make a chocolate bar which didn't taste. Um, you was know, super bitter, which, you know, nearly 200 years ago, it was completely different. People knew how to, to make chocolate bars. So growing up and learning about that and, you know, reading history at school, I used to do, um, you know, my school projects uh, about it and, you know, I've always been super interested in history generally and then especially of my family and, you know, how to set up a business 200 years ago, which still, you know, sort of uh, God, I don't understand how anybody could set up a business 200 years ago about email, phone, or, you know, anything really. So um, that sort of always got me passionate. And that's, I guess, why I sort of moved in the confectionery industry. Um, because before, I was working in finance. I used to trade derivatives in the city, and, uh, you know, it was, it was a good job. But it wasn't very creative. I've always wanted to be, you know, in the creative industry where I could um, do something a bit more interesting. Uh, so, yeah.
0: Okay, actually, I'm just going to throw in a question just specifically for you, actually, that I've just um, sure. just thought about. And your name, Cadbury, do you think, in, in the business that you're in now of uh, chocolate making, do you think that's an asset or a hindrance, or neither does it not make any difference, would you say? Uh,
1: it's a good question. I think I, you know, it harms the brand, so I would definitely wouldn't say it's a hindrance. Um, right. mm-hmm. um, you know... People really love the the you know the story behind it so if anything yeah, I would say it's actually quite a big positive um so you know a lot of our, our buyers um you know do like the story and you know having a, a brand these days is you might have a great product but unless you've got a you know great marketing or great story or something that you know engages with customers uh, it might be on a great social media page and great all that sort of stuff um but i think for for us and for our consumer people do really like the story and um, you know, Cadbury's has been a much-loved uh, company for, you know, hundreds of years. So, um, sort of following in, in my great-great-great-grandfather's footsteps, I think people are quite um, sort of interested and, and, you know, still passionate about that story. So, yeah, I think for us it's, it's, been a bit, it's definitely been a, a benefit.
0: Good. Okay, great. Um, next question. What do you love most about your job?
1: Uh, what I love most about my job, I'd say, is probably just how great it is. It is. Um, so, you know, as I'm saying, is every day can be completely different. Um, you know, doing, up for a trade show, to do social media, to, to the and account, which you already said, it is just literally, no no day will be the same. And I, I guess that's, you know, amazing. Um, and what I'm particularly passionate about is, is um, coming up with new flavours uh, Designing product and everything that goes into, into that, um, as well as sort of giving back to to charity so um, when I set up the business, I wanted to create uh, something which um, I was proud of and which gave back so when cavalry set up they they built you know housing and towns for their employees, which fortunately you know this time the age' going be sort of able to do that again, uh, but we wanted to do something small and you know give back ten percent of our profits to the rainforest foundation. Who um, get involved in stopping deforestation from palm oil and other uh, amazing work? So um, I guess I'm sort of passionate about the sort of social conscious side of the business as well.
0: Okay, um, what do you dislike about your job? Or is there anything that
1: you? Oh, <laughs> it's probably quite a lot, isn't it? <laughs> Most people, and you know, it's just you know, yeah. I think like every sort of anybody just, you know had a startup or a, you know, a small business. It's just. Uh, you know, there's, it can be quite stressful, you know, running a business and yeah. you know, people expect you to be uh, there 24-7. So, you know, when you're on holiday and you're taking two weeks out, um, you know, uh, you're, generally not, you're generally on email, pretty much 24-7. So especially with, you know, internet and mobile phones these days, it's, it's so hard to get away from it and, and relax. So I guess the, the worst thing about it is, is, is probably not being able to, you know, go on holiday and, and relax. Um, hopefully as we grow and we build a bigger team, then um, we have to do that. But at the moment, there's only four of us in the team, so we're super, super small And to um, sort of go away for a couple of weeks would be near-on impossible uh, without looking at my mobile and you know, checking in what's happened. So I guess that's the, mm-hmm. the one thing yeah, which is hard at the moment.
0: Sure. Um, you've probably answered this already, actually, but what is your biggest creative achievement so far?
1: Biggest creative achievement? Um, I'd just say probably, you know, saying as a brand, I think yes, to yeah. you know, create a product, you've got to be creative in terms of um, the packaging, which I'm, you know, super passionate about what the product to look good to people to, to try and understand uh, what, what the product is. So on all the packaging, we normally have some sort of icon repeat pattern, which people can look at and hopefully it looks good. And it sort of also tells the customer what uh, the flavor is going to be. And I think that's really important for our brand um, and also just coming up with new flavors. So... Um, we created the first vegan avocado chocolate bar in Europe um, and the world, I think, uh, which is which is amazing. So, um, you know, looking at constantly looking for trends and uh, analysing those and trying to develop products out of them is you know something which I really enjoy doing.
0: Okay, and uh, where do you see yourself, or indeed the company, in five years' time?
1: In five years' time, we would like to grow the team, obviously a lot, a lot bigger. At the moment, we increased our revenue uh, 350% last year and 250% the year before, which we're super proud of. So we want to continue to to grow uh, over the next couple of years. Um, and if we do that, then we'd love to, um, you know, have more um, opportunity to look at into potentially opening our own stores, a uh, bit like what the likes of Hotel Shop Club done. They have built a great consumer base uh, of the loyal fans, and then from that. Sort of more direct to consumer, which is you know super interesting. Um, so that's where we, we'd like to go. Uh, obviously, it's very hard to do that, but um, you know that's when I set up the business. I've always sort of dreamt of having main shops. You um, know, retail is you know struggling at the moment. I think if you do it well and you're creative, then I think you can still win in that uh, industry.
0: Good. Okay. And um, briefly, just describe to the listeners a, a typical workday for yourself, if there is
1: one. Um, yeah, so a work took a work day. That's a great question. I guess, yeah, it's so varied. It is, it's so varied. But normally uh, I'm in office for about 8.30. I'll, I'll tend, to, tend to go through my emails. Um, then we normally have uh, a 15 minute um, uh, sort of team meeting where we just discuss what everybody's doing today. Um, and then we sort of just get on with different projects or. Uh, meeting customers or um, coming up with you know, new products and planning for, for each day. So um, it is super varied, but generally the sort of hours I will be 8:30 to just past six o'clock. Um, and um, and yeah, it's super varied. So it's pretty hard to, to to, which is what I love about working in this sure. industry. Before I was uh, working in finance, and you know my days were pretty structured. With you know, get in, do your work, trade stuff and then you go home so it's uh it's very different
0: good okay Sorry
1: sir. Like yeah. going past.
0: what do you like doing outside of work
1: basically is the question what do i like doing outside of work yeah. um i guess i'm really passionate about entrepreneurship and sort of setting up business i love mm-hmm. to to read more about that and to go to different talks uh you know network and you know understand what's going around us uh and also to sort of uh, relax i like to um go running or play football, um, quite sporty. So uh, anything around sport is generally is good for a good way to relax and sort of just take the mind off uh off business. So that's what that's what I like doing.
0: Okay. And what do you think will be the next big thing in the confectionery world or the next trend or what are you looking at? You
1: uh, uh so we're so we we're keeping a, a big eye on like most people, but um you know vegan and sugar free I think uh consumers are definitely getting more and more you know interested in, in what they're putting into their bodies um and you know sugar is seen as evil at the moment um, so that's something we're trying to create a, a range of sugar-free bars uh similar with vegan uh, you know a lot of people you know, like myself i'm trying to cut down on dairy um i'm not a vegan but i guess i'm flexi vegan flexi is it flexi vegan flexitarian, flexitarian, yeah. flexitarian. flexitarian. Yeah. so we're sort of looking at that and i think it's, it's definitely growing i I'm like many other people I know sort of started to you know drink oat milk rather than, you know, um, cow's milk all the time. Me too, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't, you know, I don't know why I think it's, uh, it's all work in the industry sort of, uh, you, you see these trends, and I, I think yeah, I think it's going to grow and grow and grow. And I think chocolate may be a bit slow to sort of take it up with some of the bigger companies. So we're working on launching a vegan uh, milk range um, coming out uh, for the time for the Christmas. So um, there are definitely two things we are working on, and also I guess just the increased sort of sustainability around chocolate and where um, where that's sourced from. I think that's going to you know continue to grow in an importance, and people really want to understand more about the supply chain. Um, within that, you know, chocolate has got a lot of people in the supply chain uh, generally. So, to sort of, I think people will look, continue to look into that and get more and more uh, interested. And I think that became more and more transparent. So, that's, that's quite interesting for us.
0: Okay, great. Thank you. Uh, my next question is very, very basic, but it kind of self evident. Apple or Android?
1: Uh, Apple.
0: Apple. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Um, okay. And the next question again is what's your favorite book or podcast? Uh, I would say
1: my favorite podcast that I normally listen to is one by a guy called Guy Raz and it is how I built this um, so he interviews um all sorts of entrepreneurs uh most of them are you know way more successful than, than the likes of myself uh who've got you know hundreds of billion dollar sort of companies um and that's always you know, amazing to hear and sort of learn more about how they did it and sort of the, the pain they go through um You know, I think everybody, when they set up a business, goes through very similar pains. So sort of listening to that and learning from it and trying to avoid pitfalls is is, is really good. Um, So, yeah, that's one I I listen to a lot.
0: Okay, good. And where do you stand on social media? Can't live with it? Can't live
1: without it? I mean, it's it's everywhere, isn't it? It's it's hard to to miss it. Um, I think... You know, for me, I'm not always on it, but you know, I, I can see the definitely consider importance. Um, you know, we as, as a company use it. um, probably should use it more. Uh, it's just about resources and you know, creating re- really engaging content, um, which can be you know tricky if you've if you've got a small budget. Um, but as we grow, I think we're going to spend more money on that to sort of you know make something really interesting that you know uh, people want to follow and come back and um, and yeah, really sort of engage with your your content, which is key.
0: Uh, what's what's the biggest misconception about working in the confectionery industry?
1: Uh, the biggest misconception, <laughs> probably, just you just you're just eating chocolate all day, Absolutely, and yeah. that's that's all you ever do. Um, I mean, everybody answers like,
0: that one in the same way. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, <laughs> people think it's like a you know job where yeah, you're just a chocolate taster, which sounds <laughs> just sound amazing. Um, fortunately, I know I don't eat that much chocolate. Actually, we ate quite a lot actually because we we're sort of making all like, our christmas products and sort of testing it uh stuff like that but you know most days you know i won't be trying chocolates i guess that's a (laughs) big misconception
0: absolutely uh my final question then we'll go back to the other one perhaps but uh, what advice would you give to other people looking to get into the confectionery industry maybe particularly young people
1: yeah i'd say um you know make sure you're focused on who you're selling to um, why you're selling it and why someone would, would buy your brand um, I think that's you know, super important. You know, what something I've learned is that the you confectionery know, industry is super competitive. Um, there's lots of you know, great, amazing brands out there who, you know, don't become super blockbusters. Uh, uh, probably a reason why is because they're not focused enough and sort of understand the, the market and the people who might buy the product. So um, I guess that's something definitely to sort of really try and uh, work when you when you set the business up, and also look at the you know the finance, financial financial aspects of it. So you know, you might have a great product, but you've you got to work out, you know, what, what the RRP of that product will be and if it's going to sell that RRP. Um, so it's trying to, to, to work out that as well. And I think, yeah, you know, if you get the finance side of it, you know, right, then you've got a lot better chance. But uh, you've you got to build in margin there for yourself to, to make the business successful.
0: Sure. Okay, we'll go back to that final question, but you don't have to. Yeah, answer it, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, if you could change one thing, what would it be? Um, you know, it could be like sustainability, you know, ch- uh, child labour, anything. Yeah, I yeah, know. okay. But if you don't have uh, anything
1: to hand, it's fine. You... Yeah, no, I, th- I think um, if I could change one thing within the, the, the collection industry, it would be to, you know, have a more transparent, um, you know, supply chain. Um, I yeah. think you know, when I when I set up the business, I, you know, coming from Completely outside the industry. I, I, I didn't know who Barry Callebaut was. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the biggest uh, B2B supplier in the world. So uh, I had absolutely no idea they were worth billions and billions of pounds. And, you know, I think the the supply chain of where that chocolate comes from and how it's manufactured is, is really interesting. And um, I think consumers would like to, to know more about that. So um, I think that'll be quite interesting to see how that, you know, changes over the you know, next five, ten years, and especially with, um, you know, blockchain technology potentially coming in there to ensure that, you know, when consumers are eating something they're enjoying, that is, you know, not having a detrimental effect on um, any community or any, you know, child labor, slave labor, if, if that if that sort of stuff is happening. So, I think, um, you know, as soon as that technology improves and, you know, the corporations are using it, then it's going to be really sort of beneficial for the industry. And uh, so, you know, people know that. You know, things are done correctly, and you know, people are paying a good price. So when we source our, our chocolate, it's all uh, sourced sustainably. We work with a small um, supply of our chocolate, and they, um, you know, they go out to the cocoa farmers' uh, cooperatives uh, every four months. And you know, I think that's really important to ensure that you know everything is, is okay. Where the, the products are actually pre- you know, starting to get produced. So that'd be interesting to see how that changes over. Uh, the next couple of years.
0: Thank you. That that was a great answer, and um, I agree with a couple of things. Uh, we're, I'm looking at the blockchain and traceability. Oh, yeah. I've been to a few conferences and shows this year already, and it's something that's just coming up, cropping up all the yeah. time. So that's going to be very think,
1: important. I'd, we'd love to be a bit more transparent, but I guess our yeah. problem is a little bit that yeah, we're a small company, and if yeah. we've got, you know, we think we've, we've got, got a great product. Uh, yeah, someone can go and you know, if we've got a blockchain it shows how every, every single thing is made and where everything is um you know sourced from then it would make yeah. it easy for competitors to you know steal that and you know sort of compete with you. Um but I think for a you know a bigger organization um where they're sort of established brands like, you know, your, your big chocolate bars I guess um you know like Cadbury's and FSA sort of guys, um and I think sort of adding that sort of blockchain transparency is definitely a good thing. Um, so they really have to be the leaders, which is, you know, it's going to be hard for for them to lead, I guess. But
0: James, thank you so much. I'm so pleased. No, uh, uh, well, I've been no lot to talk okay. to you. Thank you for your patience.